Dynamics 365 Saturday Scotland will take place on the 26th of January at Strathclyde University Tick. This could not be possible without our sponsors, Red Spire, Ebex, Incremental Group, and Cognitive Group. See you there. So I've now hit episode number four. I thought everyone would be bored after like episode one, but here we go. It's quite a diverse lineup we've got today as well. Usually we've had sort of a theme of all all females or all in a certain industry, but yeah, it's a bit a bit different today. It definitely is. Like we've got some right characters on today. I've never met any of them. Uh, actually, I've met one. That's a lie. I've no, met have. one, but the the other two that we have on, I've never actually met face to face. I don't think I've met Mark Smith. I always thought Mark was based down down under until I realised he was in London. Um, and yes, one one we've both met at the same time, and one we haven't met. Um, no doubt we'll get to a theme between the speakers because that's kind of what's been happening. Is every time we've spoke to somebody, there's been a a common theme run through all the speakers, so it should be quite quite interesting. Yeah, definitely, we'll see how it pans out today. So, first off, we have. Rosie. Rosie Brotherwood from good old Glasgow. Yeah, the nearest one to us and we've never met her. Yeah, I think she's Glasgow anyway. Pretty sure. We're in that area. Let's just get her in and ask her then. So on the podcast today, we're introducing our potentially new co-host because she wants to get into podcasting, but she's not quite sure what she's going to do with it. She's one of our speakers at the event and it's Rosie Brotherwood. So Rosie, how are you today? I am very good. Very excited to be talking to you guys about the event. Uh-huh. I mean, you have totally dropped the Glasgow accent and gone for a posh one. We thought you were joking when you said that. No, 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 no. I always <laughs> speak like this. I mean, I don't know what you're even talking about. There was no hint of Glasgow anywhere. <laughs> well, for anyone who doesn't know you, can you give them a wee bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do? Of course. So I am originally from Ayrshire. Um, so that's west coast of Scotland for anyone who doesn't know. I then went to uni in Edinburgh where I studied painting, uh, which is a bit odd and I bet you didn't expect that for someone who's doing this now. Um, and then I moved back over to Glasgow, retrained, uh, learned C sharp, bits of JavaScript, all that kind of stuff and then got into dynamic CRM. Um, I've been doing it for the last, I actually can't even, it must only be about four or five years, but it feels like, it feels like forever. It's my life. I love it. Um, did SharePoint for a bit, uh, then came back to Dynamics because I missed it so much. So I kind of went Dynamics, SharePoint Dynamics, had to get back to it. Uh, so yeah, that's me. We're, we've got somebody that we're trying to get back into Dynamics as well, who right. went from, he went from CRM to SharePoint. To delete in WhatsApp the other day because <laughs> yeah, he's he's a bit like no social media, no internet. Like I know people that actually call him internet because they don't know his real name and he has no presence. But yeah, he's he's involved in IT quite heavily and does application support and SQL database stuff and all that now. But and we're trying will, to get him back. He will. We have managed to get him whether he turns up or not because he bumped us at Hydro the other week. <laughs> Um, whether he does turn up or not, he should be there, so we can just we can get him back on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just talked over you. I was told not to, you know. Look it's alright. <laughs> and then that's all over you. Sorry, but yeah. Uh, what we'll do is, don't worry, I'll be on that case because I'm quite good at dragging people back into the CRM side of thing. But to be honest, there's no bloody competition. How could anyone prefer to do the SharePoint stuff? 
Exactly. I mean, as weirdos and creeps. Life oh, come along. Yeah, come along. All the all the SharePoint sessions anyway, you weirdos. Yeah. So actually, painting. Yeah. Was it like fine art, or was it sort of illustration, yeah. or what? So I actually did complete proper fine art at art school, which so it's not even as if I can say, oh, I did architecture or graphics, and that's kind of sensibly moving into a more technical role. Um, originally, I was either going to do maths or art, um, and then when I got into art school, because it's so blooming difficult to get in, I was like, well, I need to go now. And then I realised that all I was doing was drawing straight lines and measuring them. So then um, <laughs> I kind of was like, am I actually a tar- artistic at all? I was about to say artistic. I don't know why, but it's quite okay. good. Um, and then I came out of uni and I don't know if you know Utrain, the yes. company. Yeah, that's where I've done a couple of my exams. Yeah. They do the Microsoft Exam Centre, aren't Aye. they? Well, I got speaking to the MD for there because I did a wee bit of a an office manager job for a networking company for a bit got speaking to the md he told me about how he was running this thing to get mathsy people who've got degrees but maybe aren't in it into that area um i was like oh my god i've just realized what i want to do this sounds amazing um went on this intense c-sharp course thought crap i'm never actually gonna be able to learn this and then started to just get really into it um got offered a job straight away because I guess because I don't know if you've noticed this, but I'm quite chatty as well. So obviously, <laughs> they want, they want I was to... actually going to pipe in there and talk, but I couldn't because you no. hadn't taken a breath. No, it's all about me. No, I think and... we're going to need to slow the speed of this podcast down, though, because the three of us probably nobody can hear us. Crap, that's true. We, we have to enunciate correctly. I do speak <laughs> very quickly, and when I am presenting, I will speak. I will speak slowly. Um. I'm not sure where it was. Yeah, so I, I was working for a CRM company, did a lot of development and consultancy. Then I went and moved into just proper consultancy, but with SharePoint and Office 365, and I just really missed Dynamic CRM. So went back to back to. So my question on the whole art and CRM, mm-hmm. when you create a new entity, do you put a nice picture on it as an icon? No, someone else does oh. that for me. No, no, um, <laughs> no. To be honest, though, uh, so uh, one of the folk that I line manage, she uh, said to me this morning, Rosie, go look at the icons I've put in. And I was like, okay, oh, what am I going to get this time? Because she says that I'm notorious for going in and going, oh, that's designed disgustingly, and then I feel really like a horrible, horrible person. But do you know what? If it doesn't look good, no one's going to adopt it, are they? Um, but I do think that having that kind of more creative background, you know, it gives me a different angle to come from. I look at things in a different way. I might be a bit more, I don't know, maybe I'm blowing my own trumpet saying that everybody's creative. But I do think that, <laughs> I was going to say, I do think CRM is very, you know, is creative. And, you know, there is loads of different ways to do things. And, you know, having that kind of different thought route paths and things like that, it helps you understand other people's ways of thinking as well so I've I've always thought it was good um and actually to be honest I've met a surprising amount of people in the industry who also either went to art school or are artists or are now getting into art so I think even though it's maybe not a known correlation there does seem (laughs) to be a bit of a kind of techie and arty yeah it's the creativeness I mean I said that from my first blog was 
CRM as an art form. Ah, okay, I need to read that. Oh, you don't. It was horrendous. It was just a good title. Uh It was a good title, yeah. (laughs) It's like anything. I make good titles and good pictures. The rest of it's just bogging. Can I just steal that from a podcast name? CRM is an art form. Thank you. Thanks. All credit goes to you. Or what if I... I'm sure we actually have that registered. We can hand that one over to you. The art of CRM. We had the... uh... Was it the, the art voice of, C- the, the, no, the, the art, art of CRM? Yeah, because we just ripped that off a of Coke Cabana. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, we totally did. Yeah, the art of CRM, probably. The well, art no, of possible. Yeah, no, it just is that because I was just describing how you could be sitting at a bus stop looking at like a field and yes. you could see, oh, there's all these cows. I wonder if the farmer's got a system where he logs them all and has oh, the tag God. numbers and all of that. I said, I was a, a bit weird. Yeah, a bit, I mean, a bit ADHD or something about that whole thing, but you could turn anything that you look at into a a project or a how yeah. we do that. So the other night I had a really great dream, which was I was creating a CRM system for Hogwarts, and um, I had Dumbledore on the phone, and he was literally the most difficult customer I've ever had in my life, and he kept saying, "Why don't you understand the requirements?" And uh, but yeah, it was. I mean, it's so good to be sitting in a podcast with folk who might understand this, or have I gone too far? Have no, I'll tell you my <laughs> random realization this morning as I was driving to work, listening to our past or last podcast. The jigsaw icons uh-huh. actually actually make perfect sense in CRM because the whole thing is a puzzle and a jigsaw that you have to fit together. And I don't even know that's if that's so on purpose. That's but so that's what I realised this morning. No, that's what I realised this morning. Driving to work, sitting on the uh-huh. M8, quarter to eight, and I was like, the jigsaws make sense and it just <laughs> fell together. Like, how, how messed up is that? He who shall not be named's retaliation. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very Harry Potter based podcast now. I like it. Yeah, that's fine. I'm happy with I've that. I've actually never seen a Harry Potter film. Well, Get out of here. That's a bit weird. And but to be honest, though, <laughs> have you read the books? Because that's all that matters. No, I've not read the books. Oh, so, okay. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and what was the other one? Twilight. I've never watched any of those oh, three films, like three series. I've never I mean, watched Twilight. I'm actually quite disgusted that you put Twilight in beside the other two topics. Is it not all the same sort of thing? No, that's like a weird How? romance thing. No, I mean, I've never seen them, so I don't know. This is actually okay. offensive, Mark. That is quite... I'm, I'm actually offended for all the muggles and everybody else, the magics or whatever they're called out there. That's, that's, yeah. Does it that's make you feel better? Time. Does it make you feel better that I've bought my daughter Harry Potter stuff because she's asked for it? Does that make up for it? And then don't get me started on J.K. Rowling. So, Rosie, what will you actually be talking about on the day? Basically, when um, I had to come up with something to speak about, it was kind of that way where I thought as soon as I started doing conferences, I would be like, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about this. But then I was kind of like, what is actually really interesting? And I did have a look to see what other speakers were doing. I was thinking of doing portals, but I noticed somebody else was already covering that. And I'm sure we would have had very different takes on it because I'm sure everybody has a very different um, (laughs) journey when working with portals with a customer. But then I did think about what's the one thing that's actually kind of scaring me just now? And it is actually the unified interface because we know that the unified interface is going to become the default dynamics. We don't know when that's going to happen. It's not ready for it to happen. And we're all so used to building, you know, on the kind of original, lovely 
Well, it's not lovely, but the you know the original dynamics. The classic. The classic. Well, yeah, classic two point yeah. dynamics. So I just thought it was quite an interesting topic, and I know they're getting closer, and I know that people are maybe like me and a bit nervous about about it. So it's I just kind of wanted to do a bit of a deep dive into that from point of view of developers, consultants, and sales and end users. So is that covering things like customization, which everybody's done, yeah. where they have a little piece of JavaScript running a workflow within uh-huh. the classic UI that doesn't quite work within the yeah. UCI or UUI, whatever we're calling it today. It's the, the modern interface. The modern interface. I kind of, so as well as that, because it's, you know, they're using that Power Apps layer as well. It's what, what are the differences? What, what are the positives? What is it we need to look out for? When should we start? making changes to our customers when should customers start making changes you know to their system do they need to make changes what do we need to change you know kind of getting a bit of an exploration into that and all those areas so to me it seemed like quite a exciting topic I mean, actually is it's one that everybody you're right everybody's kind of scared to touch on it but they know it's coming but it's it's like the game of thrones winter is coming i don't like know, that, seen one, that either jeez oh, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I've never seen it. No, I I will lie. I'm telling a lie. I've seen the first episode of it, and there were some brothers and sisters and people falling out of windows, and I'm like, no, at this point, I'm out. I just thought, I just heard it was, you know, very sexy, and I just thought, that's not for my um, very sensitive feminine eyes. Um, So the unified interface, I, because I use field service quite a bit, the latest version of field service is in the unified or modern interface, so I'm very used to that. But I know people that are very scared and mm. don't know exactly what it's to do and confused that the tabs are now at the top. I mean, I don't want to give any spoilers away or anything, but oh, it's, 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 a big, it's a big change. It's, I think as well as because when they first release it, it was obviously like everything else they wanted the end users to test and complain and um they didn't do a great job of it and there was things in some very strange places so i think people who looked at it at that point are then like oh i don't want to look at it again because i don't know what it's going to be like do you know what i mean so uh, the different bits of the system looking in different places not being where they were before well, just also being fix- completely sh- sh- like nonsensical places or not being obvious where where you would click, uh, making it really difficult for end users. Things like the whole menu being hidden. There was just these random icons that we're supposed yeah. to know exactly what they mean. Just little bits like that. Obviously, I don't want to give like, too much away. But, you know. Exactly. Just a little... like run, run on demand workflows not being there. Yeah. Advanced find. Advanced find. There. But now they have sorted that. Yeah. But at the same time, they've not really, because you go in advanced find and it's still the old. Yes. But you click into it and then you're back into the modern interface and it's just it, it it's it's like that way how you do still have some things from you know really old versions and you know the the normal normal interface the standard interface at the moment yeah there's still it's stuff like, that's not changed from what crm4 yeah still and a lot of stuff that's in there quotes and stuff they've only just managed to update it like <laughs> in the past couple of months so it kind of worries me that how long is it going to be but I'm not worried because I think it will be a great thing and it will standardize things um and, and I think that's ultimately what I want this session to be is positive and to make people feel a bit more confident about it um to make me feel a bit more confident about it as well I think the good the best thing for that that makes after done is they're getting everybody on the one platform the exactly one, the one version type thing and that will make it easier for them to make sure that these things are updated 
and that everybody's on the same. It's not like they're having to support it for somebody that's still on 2016 or 8.1 or 8.2 and all that. So hopefully. No, I think I I do think it's a positive thing. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, I've I've been on an instant. So I've been doing some field service training recently on the latest version. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, here's some instructions, go out, create an instance, do everything. Everyone created this created an instance the same week, and we had about four or five different versions of the modern interface. It was quite scary. Yeah. So we're getting there now, though. So it's we it are is... getting there, and I think that's what I, I want to in the session call out. You know what to watch out for. What you know what are the pitfalls just now? Um, you know I don't want to lie about the, how ready it is, but you know we also need to be <laughs> embracing it because it's coming and it is going to be. Standard. Yeah, well, so it's already standard for field service and PSA. exactly. And well, the, marketing is module. You can only use that as well. So well, let's not talk about marketing. <laughs> so basically, people use marketing. So based on that, if you're talking about marketing, there is there anyone else's sessions that you're looking forward to on the day? I'm really, really looking forward to the other the other portal session. Because, Reese's Reese's session yeah. yeah, I'm really excited about that because you know. I've been on a project for the past year with where we've been working with the portals module um, and it'd be really interesting to see if you came up against the same challenges or you know anything interesting that might have been found out in that so I'd quite like to just see it from another point of view. I think um, you're going to love, love his session because his session's actually a lessons learned session yeah, yeah. so he's not actually talking about portals per se as in this is a portal this is yeah. what it does because everyone's been churning them out for the past five years on every conference you've been to. What he's doing is uh, I've been on a project same as you I've been on a project for a year here's things that went well here's things that i didn't here's things that you should know up front it's awesome yeah i'm very excited for that then because we learn a lot from you know from working with portals and you know obviously all of the advertising and marketing makes you think that it's going to be you know quite easy to bend it how you want it to but there is still a lot of things that challenges that you come up against it's fantastic but there are challenges and um, I'm very interested to see if he came across the same ones. Uh, also really excited to see uh, Joan ask rap. I said that in a really weird way. Um, I, because we actually met when I was one week into my dynamics career. Um, and I went to wow. Madrid and I met him at that conference and I'm done a little extreme CRM. Yep. Which a lot of my ex-art school buddies found hilarious that I went from being a painter going to exhibitions to going to a conference called Extreme CRM. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it just it's just quite interesting, you know, and, and I, I feel really, it makes me feel really good that I'm, you know, going to be speaking at the same conference yeah. as him. But when I met him, I literally had been in the industry for a week, do you know? So I'm, I'm just really excited about that as well. I'm just excited about the whole thing, to be honest. I think it's a fantastic thing for Glasgow. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a perfect point that you make there that you're now at the level of being able to talk at conferences because people think Scotland or Glasgow, there isn't much of a, a community, Aye. but there is. Yeah. I mean, I got your details, I was past your details by somebody recommending you to me to have on the day. Like, I've never heard of this person before. And they said, oh, no, she's done talks and sessions yeah. and everything. So, like, well, there's another conference conference before but i do a lot of oh, things for incremental oh. 
Okay. We uh, didn't know you hadn't talked at all. Let's um, let's let's figure something else out then. Let's be honest. That's no, not going to be an issue, that. right? <laughs> you don't say that. No, I've done loads of things for like our internal conferences. Yeah. Um, uh, I absolutely love public speaking. I'm an absolute saddle. I just think it's the best thing ever. My dream is to do a TED talk. What I would do a TED talk about? God knows. I'll work that out later. But that's the <laughs> that's the plan. From Glasgow and coming on the day, is there anywhere you would recommend at night for them to go, have a drink, have something to eat? Glasgow is fantastic. And actually, uh, my other half has a, a food Instagram called Scranstagram. So he recommends cool. a lots of different lots of different places in that. So actually, if you're coming from you know outside of Glasgow, that would be a good thing to look at to find out different places to go. Place where we uh, quite regularly go, so that you get different bits and pieces. You know, you've got platform, which is amazing because that's your street food and things like that. I live in the south side of Glasgow. I think it's definitely worth a visit, especially for brunch. Tons of nice places there. If you want a crazy night out, you should go to Sub Club if you like a bit of techno DJing. I think that's totally worth it. Um, but obviously, I went to art school, so I would say that. Um, I need to stop bringing up that I went to art school. Uh, but yeah, d- definitely check out his Instagram because you're going to get a good bunch of um, recommendations on that. So why the Sub Club over the Cat House? Well, I like Cat House too. I mean, I did used to be an yes. emo. There we go. That's that's fine. So that's three of us now going to Cat House. I'm oh not God. going to the Cat House. Why not? Because I'm not 15. I don't know. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I think we get Chris get Chris into the Cat House and just leave him. Go you back so know I'm going to be in the Cat House running about to chop suey. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love sisters down so much. So <laughs> the toxicity of our city. <laughs> Think, thinking I'm like in my young 20s again and that's a perfect way to wrap it up then isn't it Ian thinking he's younger than he actually is that was it a good was. panel thanks very much <laughs> cheers thank you all. thank you very much cheers. guys speak to you very cheers, soon, cheers, soon. Cheers, bye. Bye. so now we've got Anna with us today how are you doing today hi I'm I'm doing really well thank you she's so back thank- on the holiday Oh, I'm thinking of holidays already. Where did you go? Well, I went home to uh, to to see my parents and friends and relatives and ski and do everything like that. I'm so gutted we had no snow. I can't believe you got to go home and ski. Yeah, well, we had. I'm I'm from Romania, so um, back home we had real snow. We haven't had real snow for Christmas for quite a while now, so that was quite exciting. You you feel like you're a child. You get snow. That is quite. I do like that. Going home for Christmas and it to snow. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> where, now I know the answer to this one, but where about in Romania are you from? Um, I'm from Brașov, Transylvania. So right in the center of the city, of the country, I'm surrounded by mountains. Uh, I come from the the prettiest city in the country, I think. I think so as well, because some of the pictures that we've seen that you've posted are, <laughs> are amazing. So jealous. So why move here? <laughs> you know that's a million dollar question, don't you? Everybody yeah, yeah. So I moved here in, in, in 2014. Um, and I, I always wanted to uh, to move to England, actually. Um, and it was because um, growing up, we had this this English this English book 
um, and within the the English lessons, uh, you would get a, a tourist track actually. So it would be how do you get to Big Ben, what's Westminster Abbey, uh, what's a double decker, stuff like that. So this is how we learned English. It was a big book with with pretty pictures on it. Um, so I guess everyone was just charmed by the beauty of this book and everyone wanted to go to London. Um, so in 2014, 10 years later, <laughs> I moved to London. So it's like a, a real life parenting bear, even though he comes from Peru, <laughs> but he moved to London. Well, got lost in there, but yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I do, that's actually I'm quite quite impressed by that. I do I do think that's cool. So um, for anyone who doesn't know you, obviously I've said it's Anna. I've not totally introduced you. So do you want to tell everyone who you are and just give a little bit of a background on yourself? Sure. So my name's Anna Demeni. I come from Romania, as I mentioned before. Um, I I did computer science. Uh, at school and I was a developer for about five, six years, coding C-sharp, uh, backend systems, JavaScript, literally ju just stuff like that. Um, and then as I was working and working and working, one day at my company, uh, someone came with, with this new project and it was a dynamic crm 2011 project and um, you know they wanted someone to help them build the project um, and at the moment i had to choose between a uh, visual basic project or a dynamics one um, and i chose the dynamics one because come on who likes visual visual uh, visual <laughs> basic so um, this is how I actually learned, you know, CRM. And I was doing this banking system, and I remember having these really complex formulas, and you had to do them in code, and you, we, we would build a portal as well, and back then we didn't have um, Power Apps or, or Microsoft Portal or anything like that, so you, you had to do it from scratch. Um, and then to make it work, you had to repeat all of the functionality from the CRM system uh, within plugins and JavaScript, and then again in the other system because it wouldn't replicate out of the box. Um, so that was a great car crash, you can imagine, uh, doing this banking system. Um, and then it's a good learning period. Oh yes, yes, it was it was great fun. You can imagine, and um, I I remember thinking that oh my god, this product is fabulous, it's fantastic. Whatever we struggle to do in this custom build portal in like two weeks, we can do in three minutes with 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 CRM, just building a new field and a bit of JavaScript on top, and that's it. It just works. The forms are just there. You don't have to build it in MVC or anything. They're just there. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was, that was great. That was great, a great experience. But um, I was still a developer, so I still wanted to, to write code and not, 
do clicks in a in a pre-built system. Um, so when 2014 came, uh, we were allowed to come to the UK. So even though we, uh, Romania joined the European Union in 2007, uh, only in 2014 we were um, allowed to, to, to come over and work in the UK. Um, so immediately people started uh, looking for us in, in Romania because there's loads of developers in Romania and many computer science schools. Um, so I started doing these interviews and I wanted to get a C-sharp development, um, you know, job and no one would pay me enough to, to survive, you know, on, on this job because I was coming from Romania and everyone was like, oh, you know, there's huge cultural differences and we work differently and, you, uh, you know, it, it won't work. So you, we can't pay you the same as um, someone else. But I could get a job on CRM. So on CRM, the demand was so big over here in 2014 that I could actually get a good job on CRM instead. So was that a CRM dev, like dev developer, job or yeah. job? Yeah, yeah. So it was supposed to be a CRM developer's job, but when I came over, uh, I worked in, in Bristol to begin with, and I, I just loved that city. I, I, I felt it looked so much like my hometown. Um, and they had all these clients, and um, they wanted me not to just code stuff. They wanted me to gather requirements and uh, learn more about businesses and all that. And uh, for me, that was, it, it just changed my life. So all of a sudden I needed to learn the businesses and I needed to, to, to meet people and understand what they were doing. And um, it was a, a whole new universe and I just fell in love with it. And um, you also become one of what we what I call like the, the hen's teeth of CRM consultants because you can develop as well, obviously. So you can CSARP, you can JavaScript and you can go and do requirements gathering and piece it all together. That's pretty yes. awesome. Yes, yes, really that awesome. was so cool. Everyone was like, that's so cool. For me, it was just normal, <laughs> you know. And then I moved to London to be a technical consultant. They, they called it and I was quite upset because I was like, no, I'm a developer. And um, they were like, no, here in London and this big old corporation, we're, we're not calling it a developer. We're calling it a technical consultant, and it's it's better. It's better for you. So I, I just went with it. You know, if people just tell me it's better, I'll, I just go with it. Do you um, think it's better now? Do you agree with that? Yes, a hundred percent. Because then I would, you know, I would go to companies, and people would offer you stuff to own. And you know, I think in the previous podcast, this was mentioned, and in in various conferences, this is mentioned how. Um, dynamics is just a, a way to slip into this technology. You don't plan to learn it necessarily, but some way or another, you just slip into it and then it just grabs you. You can't escape yeah. because there's so much opportunity um, and there's so much investment as well in the product that, you know, everyone wants in. 
it's crazy. I, I didn't realise until doing these podcasts and organising the event with Mark and everybody else that's there organising it, how everybody did fall into it. There is, I don't know anybody that sat down and said, I want to be in CRM. It's something yeah. somebody's fell over, they've tripped up, they've worked somewhere that, where somebody said, oh yeah, we have a CRM system. What's that? Oh yeah, and they go and find out about it like you yeah. have. It's, they move into it and... I came from like a call centre background, working in phones, done a networking degree and things like that and fell into CRM. And I love it the same. I think everybody has such a great passion for it that it's absolutely amazing. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because because you would slip into CRM only when, you know, there aren't other people doing it or, you know, it would be something that, at least in the past, people would rather avoid um you only get really passionate people um and then as opposed to where i was before you know with with being a a a c-sharp dev a a, a developer or a full-stack developer actually i was where people would be um not nearly as nice as they are in dynamics over here everything is community because everyone is just so passionate about what they do and and also everyone is just so well rounded um, because you can't just be a consultant you can't just do functional stuff you can't just do development and i mean I'm, I'm hearing this, you know, these people talking and they're like, oh, I'm not really technical because I studied law. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, tech- I just play around with JavaScript. I'm like, what? What do you mean <laughs> you're not technical? It's not, it's the definition of technical learning how a, how a system works. And um, in, in my opinion, Dynamics is now so connected with, uh, just with Azure and, with uh, Office 365 in general, and with many other systems, um, there's just so much possibility, you know, with it. So, so I always wanted to 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 just stick with it in the end. Um, so, so after being a consultant for for a few years and learning a lot about other businesses, because you have to walk in your client's shoes there's no way around it otherwise you won't have a successful project yeah. um you know after doing that um i've uh i i moved to an end client uh which is where i work now so uh, for me the difference between consultancy and an end client is that um within the end client you have all the budget so you can try things out um, you must have a good end client if you've got all the budget. I work for it. I'm contracting for an end client just now, and the budget is the bigger issue. Well, um, you know, for me, if I've got time, for me, that's budget. Um, true. That's actually true. Yeah. We don't actually require a lot of fancy tools that we pay for, but if I've got the time, then that's awesome that's absolutely amazing and a team so from my point of view this company is really investing in 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 their systems where i work now so i i started as a, as the dynamics lead over here and now um i'm the lead engineer 
for for one of the for one of the teams. So there's nine of us now, uh, actually ten of us, me included, um, doing stuff with Dynamics around Dynamics with Azure, um, and and around it. So. It sounds cool. like a very progressive company, so they're actually wanting to take the technology forward. And it's good that you've got kind of both hats. You've got your your C sharp, your developer hat, but you've also got your your business and business analyst hat, where you can say this is why we want to do something. So I think that's that's quite good. Um, one thing you you did mention there is the community spirit and how people are learning things. I mean, one thing I do want to to say is you've started your do learn earn with dynamics yeah. sessions um which are absolutely amazing i know a couple of people who were on them with you and one of them is actually somebody who i'm mentoring at the moment and she speaks about you all the time so much praise for for all that you've helped her with so do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about that yeah, so it all it all um, started from the amazing community that that we've got. You see, because I was um, so I was having troubles at at work with explaining very basic things to to people. So within my company, I was trying to um, enforce this citizen developer mindset where uh, members of the operations team even from the call center they could do some basic stuff instead of going to the development team uh, to in order to maximize the budget and do more interesting things you know ourselves and i couldn't find any very very basic trainings so you could you can find a lot of how to create a field um how to set up a solution but not really how to do a new trial instance or how to actually get started so i wanted to do a getting started course uh for people who um who know nothing about dynamics but would like to do a little bit so i started writing these articles and i had a friend reading them and every once in a while she would come back to me and say i do not understand the thing that's too technical i've got no idea um so then one day i was at a dynamic saturday event and there i met the absolutely amazing janet rob so I told her a little bit about what I'm planning to do and that I'm planning to to make this course live as opposed to doing it in uh, written articles, blog articles, and that I want to attract uh, mostly girls um, because I've, I still didn't know a lot of girls within Dynamics and every time I went to conferences or events, there weren't many girls. So I was like, hmm. Okay, so we can we can get some ladies in uh, for them to learn a bit of dynamics. Uh, so I told her over LinkedIn what I wanted to do, and then I went to this event, and you you know Janet, she's all bubbly and yes. all over the place, and um, 
I, I, you know, so I meet her and I'm like, hi, I'm Anna. And then she's like, I'm Janet. And she immediately starts complaining about not being able to wear her flowery top. Um, so I liked her straight away, you can imagine. Um, so I told her what I want to do. And she was so excited. And she said that I can totally do it and that she's going to help me do that. Uh, so over the course of next just days and weeks, really, it was, we put an ad up on, on LinkedIn uh, where I said that I wanted to help ladies in difficult situations to gain a dynamic certification. So I wasn't going to do just a, a, a course with no end result. I wanted to do a... A, a, a proper exam at the end so that they can prove that they know some stuff. Um, and I was, my intention was to teach um, two girls, so to do it with, with two people. I had over 30 applications. Um, so that was wow. <laughs> amazing. Was in, yeah, you ended up doing it with quite a few people as well, didn't you? Yeah, so in the end, we ended up doing it with eight people. And I'm happy to say that all of the eight people got their uh, dynamic certification. Uh, quite a few of them changed jobs in the meantime. Uh, other people um, went ahead and got some more certifications. Um, that yeah. they're, they're a community, they talk to each other, they help each other. Um, it was such an amazing thing, really. And it was just the beginning uh, of it all. Yeah. So Jessica, who one of the people who were on your courses, she's now actually passed her field service exam as well. Yeah. That's like yeah. awesome. It, it was just it was just showing them that you can actually do it. And there were quite a few people who helped as well. Um, uh, Chris Huntingford, he did a, a course one night. Um, you know, I had another I had another colleague of mine talking about how you should present yourself in an interview. How can you survive office politics? Um, how do you, <laughs> you know, stuff like that? How do you not get discouraged by uh, some biased behaviors potentially? Yep, um, yep. And, and a lot of useful things like that. So it's not just about learning the functionality. Uh, my whole point there was learning to change. It was a change management course learning to learn by your on your own and present something and gather information and and take it a step forward um because actually were, yes, sorry. sorry when you're not it's fine um, and i was saying because it was such an intense course it was over eight weeks and it was so big um i i needed a break afterwards <laughs> No, I, I, bet, would... I remember the start of the uh, when, at that 
the D365 Saturday event that you're talking about and Jan actually introduced me to you in one of our worldwide yeah. as she was running about she's like Anna this is Ian, Ian this is Anna and then we had that chat and like seeing that flourish from there like the whole women in tech movement that kind of was already in existence but got some massive massive traction at that event and then obviously as you say you you done the training course after it and the training stuff's there as well. I've I've actually looked at it for myself when I've been doing some exams and things and looking at it as a reference point. And it's it's been awesome to see and it th- see it flourish. I definitely think so. And I think with the help of obviously yourself and Janet, we've been able to get a 50-50 split of speakers, which yeah. is brilliant. As when we spoke to Janet on the first episode, she mentioned that sometimes she was the only female speaker at a conference. And obviously yourself, uh, Megan, are the kind of the three main people that I think of when I think of women in tech and who's there. But the fact that we've got 24 sessions, 12 of them with female speakers, is a credit to the stuff that yourself, Janet, and others are doing to promote dynamics and women in tech. I think it's brilliant. And on that, so what is your session actually going to be about on the day, Anna? Um, so um, on 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 the day, I'm going to speak about uh, DevOps. So as I mentioned before, I'm now um, involved in many other systems um, apart from from Dynamics 365. So um, I've been fortunate enough to go to quite a few conferences. Um, and that uh, that has been supported by my work uh, to make sure we know what's out there, to make sure we know what should we try out next, what other people have tried, and when and what works. Um, so I've been to the serverless computing um, conference. Um, I've been to uh, the Women in Data conference. Uh, I've been to artificial intelligence conferences. Um, and what I'm trying to do with my session is bringing, bringing it all to life and uh, mapping it all together because very, very often uh, an enterprise will have many systems apart from dynamics and they all need to talk to each other and they all need to work in a streamlined way. Um, so my idea is how can we bring it all together and put a layer of automation, first of all, um, and then observability of our clients on top of it. So my, my track is all about what can we technically do to 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 streamline our, our processes so that we don't waste time so that we involve everyone and um, so that we um, structure our teams in the best possible ways uh, looking out for all of the uh, engineering leads or of the project managers all of the product owners any sponsor out there who who have some money to to build the system what i'm trying to tell them is you need to open your eyes and you need to be aware that you have to collaborate with other teams as well and a, a devops process is not just 
a release pipeline. It's so much more than that. Um, I need to emphasize, the, I want to emphasize the need of uh, testing automation with how much that weighs on a system yeah. um, and an architecture in general. So this is what I'm trying to, to speak about on the day, extending CRM with, with other systems in Azure. No, it's definitely a, a good thing, and you hit the nail on the head with the testing. There isn't much, much going on in the testing realm, so it's it's good to get a wee idea on on your thoughts on that. That's going to be quite interesting. It's something I want to to find out how how other people are doing it. Yeah, you know, well, it's going going to these places. Everyone wants to showcase what what they've got. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to show you what I've got, but then I'm going to tell you what other people have as well. Awesome. Um, how do they, how, how do they manage to, to, to sell a product uh, nowadays? Because things are moving so quickly. Um, you, you know, the, the serverless computing conference that I've, that I've been to, everything was, um, almost old already so everyone was emphasizing that uh, by the time you release something it's already legacy so how do we manage to still be there um but also i want this to be a showtime event um I've, my slot is early in the morning i normally have after lunch um which means that i won't have time to be nervous for the whole day which is awesome. <laughs> You'll just be nervous the whole night before. That's fine. That's always the case. But you know what? I won't have time to actually uh, change my presentation, which is something I always do. Yes, I um, remember sitting in Dublin. Yeah. And I think you had your brother with you in Dublin. Yeah. I had my and, little support group there. <laughs> Anna sitting in the green room. I mean, I would think Anna's first attempt of it of her presentation would be a ten out of ten, but she wasn't happy with that. She was going and going and going. Yeah, she's going to introduce like unit testing, some selenium <laughs> automation, all this stuff going on. It's not going to happen. Just enjoy it, and you don't. You, your support group is all of us. Like that's one thing that we're trying to do here, and what certainly with. This D365 Scotland is already there, but certainly with the Scotland event or D365 Saturday even, it's already there. With the Scotland event, 100% we're just trying to make sure everybody knows everybody. Everybody's already really comfortable from the pre presenter's point of view so that we don't have the nerves or you've got a support group there if you need it. Yes, so it will be absolutely amazing, I'm sure. And looking through the lineup, Wow, that's just incredible. I've got so many sessions I'd like to attend as well. And even listening to these podcasts, there's no way you you can resist, you know, some, some of the things. Um, because I'm so development entrenched, I'm so excited about seeing some of the um, functional sessions. Um, I think Julian's one would be one definitely for you. Definitely, yes. And Julian's a great presenter as well. I just yeah. I, I just love his talks always and he's so knowledgeable. I had do you know I had um 
I, I, I used to work with Julian, so I didn't know who Julian was. And uh, everyone was telling me, oh, you're going to work with this guy, Julian. He's really cool. Everyone knows about him. And, and I didn't know who he was. And then we, we did a project together. And it was so cool. Yeah, so we worked together. At, at, I was a consultant back then, and he was contracting, I think. Um, yeah, I've worked with him as well. He is, he is good. And indirectly, I've worked with him on a project that he was no longer on. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so, so strange how it's such a small community, but <laughs> it, it, it's not really till you have this conversation or you have a conversation with someone that you realise you know this person or you've already worked with them or you've met them or like it might have been years ago when you were just starting out or you met them last week or somebody you know knows them there's there's no fame everybody is on that same level and everybody's got time for everybody it's awesome yeah i have that feeling you know when you um when you when you join a company and uh, they say, oh, you used to be so cool like five years ago when everyone knew each other. And, and, and now I feel like, oh, finally, I'm like five years ago. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right at the start. Yeah, I think all the speakers, the speakers that we've got, the personalities, um, I think it's going to be a, an awesome, awesome day. And I think your session is going to go down absolutely brilliantly. Uh, it's definitely yeah. one, definitely one I'm going to try and sneak into. I know it's a, it's an early morning session, but I think, um, I think you'll get everyone hyped up for it. And I'm, I'm gonna try to wake everyone up. I'm gonna put music on if I, if I have to. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be great. I really, I really, really want to show, um, people why, you know, it's everything automation. It's just. DevOps is all about collaboration and not repeating the whole the, the, the same thing you've just done two days ago. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree on that. There's so much time wasted repeating and repeating and repeating when you don't need to. Yes. So what else when you're coming up on the Thursday? Mm -hmm. What are you doing on the Friday? Are you coming up early? Are you doing any sightseeing or anything? Or do you have something else on? Uh, so on the Friday, I'm going to attend the hackathon, uh, so the field service hackathon. Uh, I'm very excited about that. I don't know much about field service, but um, it's, um, especially it's, it's because of that, I think it's going to be really, really good. So I'm going to attend that. Yeah, so there's going to be CRM, there's going to be Azure, there's going to yeah. be IoT, there's going to be lots of things. And I think it's something you'll probably excel in because you have the, the BA and, the again, the, the dev background. You'll be able to pick it up a lot. It'll be awesome. I'm so looking forward to that hackathon, 100%. I have an IoT device. I've turned it on and then I'm like, what, what do I do with it? How do I hook it up to Azure? How do I do all this? Had a bit of a play with it, but nothing really constructive. So... It'll be an awesome session, I think, as well on a Friday. Yes, yes. So I can't wait for that session. I'm so I'm gonna do that. Uh, then in the evening, I am not going to change my presentation. Nope. Um, we'll then, take you out and make sure you don't have time to even think yeah. about your presentation. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it as it is. Um, and then on uh, on Saturday, I'm gonna have. Imagine I'm gonna have the full day. 
to just enjoy the event, which yeah. is just which which is just so cool. And I'm gonna attend as many sessions as I get as I can. Um, I think I'm gonna leave uh, sightseeing for for a separate visit. I am really quite um, interested in meeting everyone. I think over the last few months, uh, we've collaborated so much together on here. Um, so 365 Saturday on, um, you know, uh, uh, 365 Black Ops as well. Uh, everyone on there is helping. What's Black Ops? Together. We don't talk about Black Ops. We <laughs> don't. <laughs> no, we do. We're just pretending it's a secret, secret club. Oh. Now, the, the one I've, you mentioned there that um, you'll get to see them. I've done the first talk of the day, and I've also done the last talk of the day. And I think doing the first talk and getting it out of the way early means that you can then enjoy the rest of the sessions that you go to. Exactly, and also everyone is rested. Yeah. Because um, it, it can be a long day. I mean, there's no yeah. choice about it. Yeah, and you know, if you're lucky, the keynote is going to be really boring. So then no. you don't Oops, have. Sorry, <laughs> we have absolutely. I I think we have absolutely shot ourselves in the foot with this. There's this whole myth about you're on at the end of the day to make sure that people stay, or you're on at the early day because the presentation not as good or the keynote's not going to be good. I think personally, like I'm not even blown at my own trumpet here. I actually struggle looking at the timetable and the plan of what we have as to who do I want to go and see and who can I miss. I don't want to miss anybody. Everybody's session looks absolutely amazing. That's right, right? Even if you read just the titles, I mean, just by the titles, you're like, oh my God. Mm. And uh, listening to this podcast, everyone is so passionate and they, Everyone has evolved so much so quickly. They know so many things and they're fun as well. Yeah. You know, and developers and fun mm, and the gigs in general. It's, but all of the gigs in this group are so fun and they have this awesome sense of humor. And it, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, I think, does. and especially you mentioned the keynote. The keynote um, is something that I've been working on, so you know it's going to be good. <laughs> that, out of everything, that's the thing that I'm looking forward to. Um, there'll be music blasting. I'm trying to get t-shirt guns. I was even texting <sighs> Ian last night about t-shirt guns. <laughs> See, hey. I, I'm, I'm meant to be doing the closing speech. I say meant to be. I'm doing the closing speech so that Mark can run about with a t-shirt gun. Like it's, it's ridiculous the stuff that we are trying to do, and it's just making sure that there's fun from nine o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night. There's there's not a moment when you're going to sit down and be like, "This is boring." If you are, then come and tell me, and I'll make sure that it becomes fun for you because that's ridiculous. You should not be bored at our at our day. A hundred percent, you should not be bored at it. Oh. I mean, I even think. I mean, I think most people know now anyway. So we're starting off the conference with the keynote speeches. So we have um, this, we have Stephen Greer from Microsoft, who's a country manager, who will be talking about the community. We then mm -hmm. have the sponsors having a little bit of talk. But, I mean, there might even be music 
there might be bagpipes, there might be special guests, there might be Mark shouting and swearing. There's loads of things. <laughs> and that's before we even started. <laughs> hey, I, I I called the music bit, so I've I've got a full playlist that goes with my presentation so that you can always remember <laughs> what some you're going to you're going to, need to share the url for that you're going to need yep. to put it on various streaming music sites <laughs> and share the url so it's gonna be yeah but you know what um as i as i said um i've been to quite a few conferences this year, not just talking, but um, also listening to people and seeing what other people have to have to offer. And um, they, these three, six, five Saturday events, they're, they're free, you know, but people come uh, out of passion. Passion is what, what brings them there um, because they are sacrificing their weekend with, with their families or friends, um, and they're waking up early and um, sitting there for a full day of, of, of learning. And I've just seen so much more valuable content and nicer people in, in these events from even the big prestigious events somehow. Yeah. I um, think it's more a family feel. You're, yeah. you're, leaving, you're leaving your biological family at home and coming into your dynamics family when you come to an event like this. <laughs> a strange analogy, but I think it's true. I, I definitely do. There's people like, as I say, meeting Anna back at that January event down in London and meeting Janet. Like, I met Janet through work. I ended up working on the same project she was on. But Janet, for at that point, spoke to me about D365 Saturday which then I came home and spoke to Mark about it and it's kind of infused us back on that trail. And there's so many people we've met from, I suppose, Janet is the nucleus, a lot of it. So props to Janet, 100%. I've grown a lot because of Janet. You've grown because of Janet. Yes, Mark's grown because of Janet. And, and that's where, like, have I just made Janet, like, mother think, of D365 Saturday? She's going to kill me for that. Like, she will actually hate me for that. It's she just that she is the mentor. Isn't yep, she yeah, just yeah. the mentor? She's uh, she she's there sort of. You feel like um, even if this goes wrong or whatever happens, you have someone there supporting you. Uh, it's kind of like a feel that 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 I got, and I could never yeah. be more thankful, um, no. you know, for it. And and meeting all of the people, all of the great people as well through her. Um, is is just amazing, and you know you can see it from afar. Uh, like a few months ago, uh, someone joined me um, working here for for my team from a conference uh, because they can see the the field and the the group support of the whole community, and it's I think it's great. People attract each other by being the same, sort of. Yeah. Definitely. I think Janet's got a lot to answer for, really. <laughs> but no, I, I totally get that because Janet's obviously done two or three of these events before where she's organised everything. So if I've ever needed to pick up the phone and swear at somebody, I've been able to pick up the phone and Janet's been able to say, that's a stupid idea. And that's usually after Ian's already told me it's a stupid idea anyway. And then he still go ahead and do it. But anyway, <laughs> two tailings off and he still does it. Oh, yeah. That T-shirt gun will be mine. 
yeah, things like that. It will work out. We will end up doing it. I'm like, like, slow down. Let's think about it. Look at it methodically. No, oh, I so want a t-shirt gun now. Yes. Yeah. See? <laughs> oh, there we go. Brilliant. I was on I was on YouTube last night looking at how you can make them. <gasps> a 3D printer, doesn't it? I have yeah. one. No, I have no, you don't even need you don't even need a 3D printer. PVC pipes, PVC glue, and a bicycle pump. Oh my. Honestly, a 27-minute video I watched last night on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I better get some t-shirts printed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I realised that's a health and safety risk and I can't actually do it. Oh, don't worry about that. That's fine. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a butane fire gun. I'm going to have like anyway, t-shirts. Right. Anyway, 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 before this so, goes Anna, out of legs and Anna's you... trying to come up from London with some sort of compressed gas cylinder for us. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. Are you going to be doing any more do learn earn sessions going forward? Yes. Um, so we're planning to do um, a full customization course now. So we've done sales course, um, and now we're going to do a full customization uh, course. Now there's quite a few people uh, involved in this as well. Um, we're gonna do a shout out uh, very soon for uh, for applicants, um, but we are organizing this as a as, as a community. There's be loads of there. There's gonna be loads of people helping and holding, uh, you know, great sessions that would guide anyone new to dynamics to uh, you know to get to gain their Microsoft certification. Um, their surprises as well, and you know the 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 best performing students, um, you know, are going to be rewarded. Also, um, we are now heading um, in the. So we're still keeping our, our tone with, with diversity still uh, in software, in businesses, in enterprises. I feel like uh, diversity is just so important and crucial. And I can see it in my, in, in my current company at the moment. We come from all over the world. We uh, are of all colors, genders, and sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. And we perform just so much better because we are diverse. Um, so I believe that the diversity uh, segment that hasn't been explored yet is um, age diversity. There are a lot of people, um, you know, who have found their jobs vanishing be before their eyes with. Um, technology progression or um, all, all sorts of other industries uh, taking over and you know now we live a hundred years uh, if you're 50 you can still uh, turn towards a new career so all applicants for the um, learn to earn customization course um, will be from sort of some sort of uh, diversity uh, area, age diversity takes priority uh, in 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 our in this case. 
and I think it's going to be great. So when you put that out, that will be on your website, themany.co.uk? It will be on my website. It will be on LinkedIn, and I'm going to tweet it as well. I'm not a great, um, you know, social networker. Um, I well, only... you know a lot of you know a lot of people who are. And... But yeah, that's the thing. So I only post stuff when when I, when I absolutely need to. But I'm counting on the community's help for for this one, and I think together. You know we're gonna do great, and you you probably know or probably Julian has already uh, told about his course. Also, he's gonna do a, an, an Azure beginners course. I'm not sure that I'm meant to be saying this out loud, but no, yeah, he's do. gonna do that. No, yeah, that's fine. He's announced it and everything. I've tried to register for it. I just hope I get accepted through his, uh, yes. his criteria for it. I hope I meet it, but we'll find uh, out. So he's gonna do. So he's gonna do that. But uh, I'm hoping him and his wife um, are gonna help me with this course as well, together with with Chris. Um, there's quite a few people from Dublin as well who wanna be mentors, who wanna help. So um, here, here's a community call. If you wanna get involved in the in the Learn to Learn community, please. Uh, reach out to us, um, to me, to Mark. Mark, I, I hope that's okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. To on LinkedIn, Twitter, Messenger, anywhere you can. If you want to get involved, please do, and we'll find you a job <laughs> to help someone else to get into Dynamics. And you won't believe the satisfaction when you see someone passing an exam with, with your help. Yeah, and that's that's exactly why I told you Jessa passed her exam. It's I I mean I'll be brutally honest. I actually prefer being a mentor at the moment than I do doing project work. I get more more satisfaction from from somebody from knowing that somebody can do something that I've shown them and will eventually be better at it than I am. I, I love Christmas every day. I'm telling you, it's Christmas every day. At at some point at the at the course, um, you know, I went through the whole the whole uh, curriculum for the exam, but I still felt that even with exercises and presentation, people still weren't quite there for applying for a job. So uh, they were allowed to choose their own subjects and, and present it to the others. Oh my God. The way they did their projects, their individual projects was absolutely amazing. The amount of detail they, they went through, uh, how creative they were in, in showing up um, and, and doing a, a search screen or uh, you know, an opportunity, a case, um, a, a servicing module. It was absolutely amazing what they did. Um, and during those times, I think it was like four weeks of individual presentations. I couldn't sleep afterwards. So I was so excited. I couldn't actually go to sleep. That's awesome. And all, all of those presentations are on your website as well, aren't they? 
they are all on my website and they are all on YouTube as well. So the course will be very similar. Um, as I said, age diversity is our target at the moment and we are keen on mentoring these people. Um, um, I've, uh, I, I want to do a, a massive shout out to, to someone from Dublin who uh, actually mentored uh, one, one of the girls from the previous course. Um, and she helped, she helped this person gain her exam after three failed attempts. Um, so that, that's just absolutely amazing because coming from another field is really, really hard getting into a technical field. So this is why we are looking towards, uh, you know, diversity and people who haven't had access with dynamics before or who have, who are less fortunate you know, to actually be able to go on a course, but absolutely all of the courses will be explained on the website and they will be on YouTube as well. So it should help everyone really. That's awesome. I mean, you're totally breaking barriers with that as well. Like, as you say, the, the way you're looking at diversity, what you're looking at, how you're, people applying for it, each diversity and everything else is, is just astounding. Yeah, and well, with the age diversity, people, I know some people are maybe anti bringing older people into tech, but the the knowledge that they have from work and places that they've been before is unbelievable. So somebody who's worked in a factory for 25 years are going to know every little part of how a factory works. And if they're then able to, with your help, put that onto into CRM, put it into field service, have a power app that runs a factory, that is going to make everyone, again, it's making the community tools and the skills within the community, it's just bringing them on tenfold. Exactly. And they have uh, something uh, we don't have or I don't have, which is patience. <laughs> yeah, I've not got that either. <laughs> So they have patience and they know how to listen and they know how yeah. to talk to each other and they've been through situation in their situations in, in, in their in their lives that have taught them so so much. So I could not uh, you know, I, I you you can't ignore the value an, an older person has. Not even older, it's just a more mature person. Um but and it's life experience, work experience. Yes, all... exactly, exactly. Mentorships for everybody, really. At the end of the day, like there's a million yeah. things I think I'd be, I'd love to be mentored in. Mentioned like Julian's course. I think I've mentioned that in every podcast. Like I'm trying to beat him down to get me into it, obviously. But there's a million things I'd love to be mentored in. I think, and it's just finding that one person. And for me, it's finding that person. Whereas you're offering that, and you're saying, "Here I am." If you want to sign up for it, sign up for it via the website or via social media or something like that. That's amazing. It's it's here I am and here we are. Everyone just helps each other and uh, just if if you wanna help even even a little bit, just just let me know. And yeah, you're right. It's not the the royal we. The we is the community, isn't it? It's just exactly. everybody. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> And you know, I've said before that I'm more than willing to mentor and help out and have any sessions with people to to pass on anything I've gained from other people. Yeah. Well, you bet you will. 
<laughs> yeah, no, we talked about that before. I said it was a, it, we all, it was almost a trade off where you said you'd come and speak if I said I would help you. So <laughs> I didn't forget. Don't worry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that's oh. perfect. Is there anything else you want to? Any social media that you want to share? I know you said you're not very active, but we will we will get you active when it, the thing comes. Uh, I'm not very active, but I am on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, and I've got a website as well. Um, and I'm gonna start writing on there again together so with the new announcement. My Twitter handle is Anna Demeni. You can just. Find me by my name. And the we same on LinkedIn, put... obviously, as well. Same on LinkedIn, same everywhere. You can find me every day, everywhere, even Facebook, but it's private. But... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we will put all your contact information in the show notes so that people can can find you as well. Yeah, that that's, that's cool. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for your time today, and we can't wait to see you again in a few weeks. See you soon. Thank you. Cheers, Anna. Thanks. Bye. So I'm just starting off fanboying over Mark Smith now. So we've got him on the podcast. We've had some, we've had Rosie on and we've had Anna. So we're now going to have a wee chat with Mark, who is, in my eyes, a podcasting legend. How are we doing, Mark? Thank you. Oh, going well, going well. Cranking into the new year. Good. So I'm four days in. That's crazy, actually, isn't it? That's it. I wrote my first blog post too last night. You've been busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get keyword ranking because it's all on uh, the new exams and courses that are going to be released at the end of the month. And you're sneaking in the early start of the year before anybody else is starting. So all working. my keywords and everything without breaking any NDAs type thing. So I know all the exam <laughs> numbers and course numbers, and but I can't uh, I can't put them in there. So they've just got X's, just blanking those. And as soon as they announce, I'll uh, drop them in there. But I should uh, have got the keyword ranking for the 2019 hit by that point. Ah, see, that's awesome. what, that's, there's these things that you just don't think about. I mean, that's just the next level sort of thing. Ah, we need to we need to think about stuff like that. It's fun. So, for anyone who hasn't listened to your podcast, come across one of your blogs, or seen you on YouTube, do you want to give everyone a wee bit of a description on who you are, where you're from? So yeah, I come from New Zealand originally, and uh, I was I started my career as a groundskeeper. So I used to mow lawns, and I did that for three years um, straight out of high school. And then um, around that, then I kind of worked in my brother's business for a while, and he was kind of like in the medical industry. And I, <clears throat> the internet came along, and um, so I like built the company website, um, uh, and. I went along to, you know, some computer training courses and they're putting on this course, you know, on uh, on the internet about web design and stuff. And because back then, right, there were no web design courses. You couldn't go and attend a class around it. And so I'm like, oh, I subscribe, you know, I, I enrolled for that and found out that I was the only one that enrolled for it and they had no instructor. And um, so I joined the, that company. I went on a, a midnight to, I don't know, 4 a.m. call and learned from the instructors in the U.S., this formal prog- program, and uh, about web design and stuff. And then I sold 11 students into the class and taught it. And that was it. 
you know, launched my IT career. I, you know, this is around NT4 days. I, I did uh, NT4 exams. I did internet working, everything from packet creation, how the whole technology works. And I became a teacher and trainer in it. And um, it was while working there that I had to um, choose a new CRM system. We're on a Fox Pro CRM. You know, so this is like a black screen. I think it was orange or green text on it or something like that. All keyboard driven, no mouse. Don't think the mouse had been invented. Maybe it had. Um, and so, yeah, I looked at all the CRMs in the market and uh, I was talking with Microsoft and this product had come out called CRM uh, 1.2. It was around the end of 2003. And uh, so Microsoft paid me to um, uh, install it and go with it. Uh, no, they didn't. Um, I, so I was one of the first implementers of CRM 1.2. I even had a case study. Uh, they wrote a case study about it, you know. And what I loved about it is when I looked at all the other technologies in the market and I, and I looked at all of them because I was the buyer, right, of, of the CRM, is that all of them were in a three-year cycle. And at the end of three years, anything that you had customized on the system, you had to start over, right? It didn't matter what you did. When they released their next version, you had to start over. And Microsoft had this whole metadata separation and this kind of, you know, um, nirvana of, no, you'll only have to, you know, configure it once and it'll stay like that. You'll never have to worry for another upgrade. And, of course, we chuckled a bit because those experiences um, were not yeah. that kind of uh, easy. But I tell you, it got me hooked. I, and, you know, like so many people, I fell in love with the technology. Um, a short time later, I started my own business. Um, which was called Magnetism, which uh, in New Zealand was a boutique, um, you know, dynamics practice. And uh, one of my students um, came and joined me in the business. He was a he was a, a developer. I actually he was 14 years old when I first taught him. Guy in Pereira, and he's now you know running Magnetism um, Solutions in New Zealand still today. And um, yeah, we 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 went on that journey, and then. Moved to Australia, I'd kind of done the boutique thing and I wanted to do a big thing. So I went and joined a publicly listed company. And my goal was, if, can I do something that I've done in a small scale? Can I do it in a large scale? And so I was in Australia for four years and went from a practice, uh, started with a practice that was um, located in Western Australia. Um, I, was doing, uh, I was doing less than a million a year and in four years we you know, grew that team to over 70 consultants and doing uh, 25 million um, Justin Dynamics CRM project work a year. So, you know, I mean, there's so much opportunity in Australia. It's just unbelievable. The size of the market, the, the what people are paid over there is just phenomenal. The income you can earn if you're in this, you know, this world of Microsoft business apps. So, yeah, it's Definitely. kind of my... Yeah. I've got a mate that stays in New South Wales. Yeah, New yep. Southern Australia, whatever. Yeah, New South Wales. And he's like, he's always telling me, like, sending me little job snippet adverts for CRM jobs. He's like, look at what you could earn, look at what you could earn. I'm like, yeah, but I don't stay in Australia. <laughs> My missus doesn't fancy Australia. She's she loves her family too much. No, she loves yeah, her family yeah. too much. And yeah, cool, like, cool. It's, for me, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be up and out. I don't really care. I don't have that yeah, connection yeah. here. I definitely would move, but she doesn't. But yeah, the salaries look very attractive. There's there's a lot of Irish down there, eh? Heaps of Irish people go down there and and set up shop, get their uh, residency, get their kind of citizenship, and then yeah, they come back to Ireland. It's funny, but uh, it's it is it. Australia just is attracting so much talent from around the world, so they pay high high salaries. They got this amazing environment, right? Which is yeah. very warm. If you can get past the snakes, spiders, 
and oh. everything else is trying to kill you. Um, <laughs> you're pretty sweet. You're pretty sweet. It is uh, just an amazing, like I lived in Sydney and it was just an amazing and amazing experience, um, you know, to, to have, you know, living and working there. Yeah, my sister went over there, her and her fiancé, to, they're both architects, mm-hmm. and they lived over there for about a year and absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was always... Good point there, eh? Definitely, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, even just on manual jobs, he was saying the money mm-hmm. he was making doing manual labour was almost as much as you were making as an architect in the UK. Yeah, nuts, right? And, and I was like, but you've just been at uni for five years getting a degree. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing manual labour? on a farm or a building site yeah, yeah. Because, it, because it pays so much right? I don't fair to yeah, yeah. yeah and you don't have to think about it when you go home right no exactly 100% I, I, turn off there's, there's no sitting at 8 o'clock at night the missus saying to you what are you doing what are you doing you're like an hour two minutes an hour two minutes three hours later you're still sitting working through some stupid workflow yeah, because yeah. you can't understand why it's failing and then you yep. realize it's because it's running in user rather than org yeah and you can't just switch it off right because you're like until that problem's solved it's just tap tap tapping in your brain until you've come up with a solution for it so you can't sleep yeah, and it's that quarter to living at night oh wait a minute what if i just do this and then you run through you do it you change it and that didn't work so you set another hour just to hammer it and it's like oh god yeah so, so true i've got a random question for you cool. when you learned your programming your building websites what language did you use was it dreamweaver or were we before dreamweaver even hit ah oh wow oh, dreamweaver that's a throwback dreamweaver was such a sexy program you know i love dreamweaver and, uh, you know, of course, Adobe purchased um, Macromedia, I think the company was called. Yeah, yeah. But Microsoft had a product before that called, like, um, oh, what was it Front called? page. It wasn't front, front page. page. Yeah. 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 Shit of a product. Um, you know, all custom code and, and stuff, you know, non-standard HTML, um, you know, or CSS and stuff um, used. But Dreamweaver was, you know, definitely my tool of choice. In fact, I trained a lot of people on using Dreamweaver. I remember the student coming into class and going, you know, I like. I'm, I don't even know why my company has sent me here. Like, I know HTML, I know everything, kind of thing. So, we flicked in Dreamweaver to the HTML editor. He was like, "Where's all my pictures gone?" <laughs> I'm like, "That's HTML, man." Like, he, like, yeah. So he had been used to just dragging and dropping shit around on the screen, and not realizing that see, I've actually this code behind here, and that you, well, not really code. It's markup language um, that you got to learn. So, yeah. No, I was kind of the same. I I had hit front page, and then I signed up for an online course in Dreamweaver and was it Fire. I want to say Fireworks. Was that the other one? Yeah, yeah. Fireworks yeah, is yeah, the image fireworks. editor. It was bloody good too. Yeah. Really so that good. that was for doing sort of your your images or any mm-hmm. any five second video because that's all my fifty six game modem could download at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sure I use Fireworks to make what is equivalent now a GIF. Yeah, yeah, probably. Like the whole where you roll over and it does stuff, yep. and you're like, this is all really cool. The hot spots and stuff like that, right? So you text <laughs> over and create various versions and the JavaScript to make it swap in and out. Yeah. And now I'm just lazy and I fire up a WordPress, put a theme on it, and install five plugins, and I'm done. Two hours That's and it's built. That's it. It's commoditized. It's easy. And it's the way it should be, right? Yeah. Uh, it should it should be like that nowadays. So you've kind of talked about where you've come from, what you're doing. I mean, a lot of people are going to know you from your podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's some changes just happened recently. So you're now having your own 
not network as such, but you're doing them on your own site. Yeah, so you're... so what happened is the 1st of January, I left um, Serum.audio, uh, the Serum Audio Network, um, and I went independent. Everyone keeps going uh, about, you know, leaving the companies going independent. Well, I tapped my podcast independent. I've been with Serum.audio for about uh, 18 months, and I kind of learned all my, you know, my skills, et cetera, on there, but I kind of... You know, where I want to go in 2019, I need to kind of get access to my real-time data from listeners and and that feedback. So everything's now on nz365guy.com. Um, all shows, there's three shows that I'm producing now. So there's the MVP show, which is just a 30-minute fireside chat with an MVP um, from around the world. That goes out every Thursday. And then um, every Tuesday um, – uh, on a fortnightly type basis is either the uh, Power 365 show, which is really aimed at everything, the Power platform and um, the ISV opportunity, if you like. And then I've got my traditional show, the Dynamics 365 practice show, which um, is on the alternate um, uh, Tuesday. So that means two podcasts a week going live um, for me right through 2019 is the plan. That's an awesome schedule. That's a lot of, a lot of content. Yeah, oh, good. It's good content for us to consume as well, but I, it must take some some time from your part to put out some. It sure good does. Stuff. It, it sure took you long enough to process how how much stuff you're doing. Never mind actually sitting down to think about it and putting it out there. I'm <laughs> catching up with what you're saying. Two a week for fifty two weeks. Yeah, and I'm yeah. and I'm and I've already got them completed and scheduled through to mid February. Jeez, man, we need to up our game. Yeah. <laughs> Are you offering any mentorship programs on podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I didn't even throw you that one. So I just completed in December my ninety-day mentorship um, mentoring challenge, which I it was just like a spur of the moment thing last year. At, you know, uh, at the end of Q three, as I decided on a Thursday, I can remember it was a Thursday. I was like, I'm, um, you know, I'm going to just put up and say, who wants to be mentored? Um, and I just quickly whipped up a page, chucked it online for the 90 day mentoring challenge. And I expected three or four people to sign up to it. Over 60 people applied. Um, for what were you mentoring on? Everything, anything? Career, your career in Dynamics 365. So I kind of covered a, a range of topics from how you be, um, how do you be an outstanding consultant? Like what are the skills you got to develop? And actually, this is what I'm going to be speaking on, um, specifically is like, the consultant as an artisan or as a craftsperson, that this is your trade, are you going to become the absolute best in it or are you just a nine-to-fiver, run-of-the-mill consultant, you know, collecting your paycheck and kind of fucking off at the end of the day? And it's kind of like I think there's, in my experience employing a lot of people, that there's, there's really two different types of people. The ones that are always, you know, you know, what can the company give me? Give me more. You're not giving me enough. I want more training. I want more of this. And they don't do squat. You provide training. They don't even attend it, you know? And it's like, yeah. Certificate hunters. I don't want – and so kind of like, like, yeah, the whole kind of what I'll be covering is that, you know, you know, one of my big bugbears with consultants as well is that is being on a job and the customer goes, can it do this? Yep. Can it do that? Yep. Can it do something else? Yep. Um, and there's no qualification of it. And so the customer goes, I want a field here on the form. I want the workflow to do this. And there's no kind of like, you're the consultant. You're meant to be the guru on the technology. You're meant to go, hang on a second. Mm, 
I don't know that that's the right thing. What you're asking for, or you get a rip and replace scenario. Listen, we just want it to replace and do the last, la the thing, the last thing, you know, system did. Yeah. Even Salesforce replaced. We want it to look like Salesforce. What the? Stay with it. Just like. Yeah, don't bother. Don't, why are you coming? Well, you're cheaper. Well, we're not Salesforce. You know, it's it's a Ford or a, uh, you know, a Ford or a, um, a Holden. Are the two type of vehicles you're dealing with here, right? And so that's, that's a Vauxhall for everybody in the UK. Oh, a Vauxhall, a Vauxhall, yeah. is it? Yeah. And I was going to say, don't even mention Ford to me either. <laughs> um, so this is the thing. They, they, they both do the same thing, but they do it different ways. And if you're a full Microsoft ecosystem organization, this is going to be a better fit. But I've seen so many consultants will, you know, put a compulsory field, like a system required field at the bottom of a form. And so the person's trying to save and get the out of that form. And they're like, oh, there's a field right down the bottom here. Just no like thinking, no user experience, understanding. And and what I find is that the artisan or, you know, the craftsperson, they care about things like that, right? They care about how that person six months time is going to interact with this form and are they going to be cursing you or are they going to be going or they are going to not even think about it? And you want I don't want to think about it because you've done a good job, right? The technology should be seamless in their day to day lives if it's done right. But I tell you, you know, user adoption, which I know um, Janet's speaking on. And I mean, ProSci was one of the big things that I got into in Australia. It's so bloody important for successful projects, especially large projects. If you don't implement ProSci, I just think you, you're you're throwing money away, you know, from the get go. It's so, so important for successful projects. And that means everybody comes on the journey. One of the key things about ProSci, everybody comes on the journey from the, and that means the end users, it's not management saying this is what we're doing and everyone has to follow suit, you know, um, it's getting people's hearts engaged, right, and their minds, not just their, you know, their hands by, by being forced to do something. And so, yeah, so I'm going to kind of cover, you know, all those kind of things about becoming an artisan. You know, I've seen so many people go, you know, why do I need to keep learning stuff? Um, and and I'm like, mate, would you want your doctor, you know, would you want to go to your doctor? And he's like, listen, I haven't done anything since university. That was 25 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> Like you would go, no, thank you. I'm, I don't need to be operated on by you, right? And same uh, with the accountant. You know, would you get an accountant that wasn't up to date with the latest tax, you know, requirements? No, you wouldn't be interested. And so I feel like customers come to us and they have an expectation that we know our shit like we know it and therefore can help them with it, not them being able to just dictate what they want on every project. And we go, yes, sir, three, yes, ma'am, you know, three bags full, sir, type thing. I mean, I do love the doctor reference here. I mean, that is exactly it. There's be, there's so much comes out all the time that we do need to take, yeah, take some learning from the company, but you do have to do it in your own time. There's no two ways about it. But you're 100% right. There are people who are nine to five. I'll go in. I'll mark that task as done. I'm finished. Yeah. Um, I've, I know that there's people when flow and power apps fully commits into the dynamics sphere that there are people who have not got there yet who will be left behind there's no two ways about 100%, it 100% 100% yeah um, it's like those people that still love dialogues you know when when a business process flow came out type thing you know and i would see them implementing dialogues in a system that had business process flows and i'd just be like but like they hadn't learned about business process flows and how they could do a lot of what diet yeah they weren't an exact replication but they could do a lot of it but they wouldn't learn business process flows because that was new that was something that came out right around the 2013 time frame and 
yep. they're not up to speed. And I tell you, you're you're the only person responsible for your career. Exactly. Your employer, your employer's not. And I mean, I've worked with some great companies, but at the end of the day, right? If you get sick, can't work anymore, whatever, whatever, your employer doesn't give a fuck about you. You're gone, right? Yeah. It's only as you can maintain your skills. You know, you take a look at Detroit and stuff and what happened there when the car industry fell over. All these people are like, I've worked there for 25 years. How could you do this to me? What the hell? You didn't re-educate over any of that time? Like, you know, most people are going to have three or four careers in a lifetime now. It's just the world we live in. So I think, you know, you've got to be constantly hungry to learn all the time, everywhere, from anybody, right? I mean, you know, what I'm fine, I've been in the the game a while now, 15-odd years, but I tell you, I learn so much from the newcomers to the industry because they look at it so differently. They look at it with different eyes. They haven't had the struggle. You know, the amount of times I see people do demos and goes, it used to do this. The customer doesn't know what it used to do. They were never (laughs) going to go back and look at what it is just because it means something to you. Uh, as a consultant, it means nothing to the to to, to the newcomer. You know, it's a complete. It's a total valid point. The amount of newcomers that I've met where I worked for a partner previously, they bring these graduates in that have got like geography degrees. They're absolutely, they've seen a laptop sitting in a lab to write notes. That is it. Yeah. And they look at something or they show you something, and you're just sitting there going. <laughs> I would never have done it that way, but yeah. that is amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. Like it's just that you know what you know until yeah. somebody shows you different, and then you see it and you go, "That's awesome." That's definitely something that's completely different. Blew my mind. Yeah. And you're right. I would go. Well, I'd have done it this way. It used to do it like this. It used to do it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're totally valid point. You should you stop saying that. But I do feel like I have to make a confession. In the last six months, I built a dialogue. Oofed. What you created one? Yeah. you're kidding me no i I had to create a dialogue (laughs) for the customer because they don't use business process flows i tried to introduce it and they had a conniption fit they went basically this is crazy so i had to build a dialogue and but my eyes were burning as i was building it like i'm crying on the phone to mark saying why am i doing this change management right that's where you've you got to move away from it being a technology discussion to a user experience engagement discussion, you know? Which and I'm and, slowly yeah. doing. I'm bringing it back more and more around to that, like talking mm. about the user adoption, the change process, how are they going to feel? And and it, it does stifle the growth of it. It definitely mm-hmm. does stifle the growth a little bit, but we're getting there, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Now, I've, with your points on the mentoring, so I've got Within my role at the moment, I've got a couple of people who I mentor, uh-huh. and I've said, "Oh, go away, do this, have a look," and they've come back, and I've I've said, "You might have to do two or three steps here uh-huh. because I don't I don't think it will do that." And they've said, "Oh no, I mean it was a calculated field and a roll up field. They won't work together because we're always told that when 2013 or 2015 uh-huh. come uh-huh. out, you can't use a calculated field with a roll up." Uh-huh. Boom, she done it. Yes, she can. I'm like, wow. School day today <laughs> from somebody I'm meant to be mentoring, but. It's brilliant because they yeah. bring in, as Ian said, they bring in their different ideas, they bring in different scenarios from things mm-hmm, that they've mm-hmm. done. It, it's brilliant. And it's there's so much content out there now, whether it be in blog and YouTube yeah. and podcast format, it's difficult not to learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. somebody, will, somebody who doesn't know what I just said there has listened to this to get to know you and has taken something away that they now know different. Mm. 
you learn by accident at times as well, so it's great. Yeah, so true. So you're going to kick off a mentoring program after your session at D365 Saturday Scotland? So so I ended up, you know, of that 60, mentoring um, around 30, and that was uh, October, November, December. And I was going to roll it again and just go January, February, March. But, mate, for every one hour I spent, I spent 12 hours creating the one-hour presentation. Like, I use a product called Toggle, so I measure my time, right? And um, it blew me away, the amount of work you've got to put in if you're going to create something kind of, you know, awesome. And and so, um, yeah, so I, I run six sessions um, around six different topics that are, I find that people struggle with in the Microsoft business application space. So, you know, communications was a massive one. I see so many people fail to go far in their career because of not being able to communicate effectively and not just being effective, but being a rock star communicator. You know, so many developers could move up to the architects and and then on to to, you know, uh, you know, full on designing, you know, ISV solutions and stuff. But they have ideas, but they just can't communicate them, freak out, don't can't find their voice. Um, yeah, so I speak, I have a session on that. I have one on personal branding, how to create a rock star brand. And really, if you don't personal branding in the world we live in now, right, um, you're never going to go as far as what you can go. Because, you know, the CV of today is your online identity, really, yeah. you know, and, and I tell you, it's so important to, you know, when I resigned from my company halfway through, um, well, it was over a year ago now, and I was resigning because I was if going back to Australia, I need my non-compete clauses to be gone out of my contracts for six months at length. And the company I was working for is going to be acquired and I've been through acquisitions and they've never been a pretty process. Um, anyone that's worked with some of the big acquisitions that have happened just recently, I see some nods, would know that um, that that it's, uh, it, it's not a pleasant journey. And so I decided, well, I was actually in London um, over a year ago and I resigned formally because I was on sabbatical. I'd taken a 12-month sabbatical and and to travel with my wife. And what happened is I resigned and I put up on LinkedIn one post that I had resigned. I had over 70,000 engagements on that post. It was the biggest post I've ever had engagements wow. on. And I was offered jobs in every continent of the world, you know. Uh, it just blew me away, and it's because I've kind of created this identity online over a long period of time. So it really it was like, it was just, yeah, it's massively humbling and mind-blowing, but if you like, it didn't happen by accident, no. right? I've worked on a personal brand because with a really exciting name like mark smith and uh I'll let you i'm sure guess. that was i'm sure that was the, my name and my fake id when i was 15 or something <laughs> exactly i'll let you guess what my middle name is most people get this without me even providing an initial with how creative my parents were um with my middle name it's either um, ian or alan isn't it oh, come on no do you know no. I, last time i said this which is like two months ago on, on my cohort uh, a lady got it straight off John, oh, oh. Mark you, John Smith, can you be like how creative is that? Oh, you, like, uh, right, it's going to sound absolutely fake, but the John was what I was going to say. Yeah. I just get the dust did not get a chance to interject with it, but I was like, it's going to be John. It's got yeah. to be John. So I had to create three six five guy because right now, if you type Mark Smith into a search engine, nothing comes up about me. 
that's this is like after 10 years of being deliberate online nothing comes up about me but type in nz365 guy and i think the first five pages of google are all me so the importance of personal branding and findability is, is you know really comes down to can people find you can people understand your skill sets and how you can add value to them and that's i, I think the key thing around that whole branding scenario yeah, and I've, I've kind of got a weird story from that a couple of days ago. So I, I was talking to Ian about this yesterday. I, I've i bought quite a lot of surface gear this year, mm-hmm. and I posted in Reddit. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a subreddit yeah, for yeah, yeah. posting all your surface gear. Yeah. And somebody's like, oh, this is just an advert. This guy's just advertising for Microsoft, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because my username is the Mark Christie for everything, that's where yeah. you find that's my yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. Within two seconds, a guy was posting, yeah, look, he's just advertising. Here's his LinkedIn. Here's this. Here's that. Here's the other. I'm mm-hmm. like, shit. So I'm just waiting for a fireball through the roof. Wow. I was laughing. I was like, Mark, it just looks like a hashtag humble brag. <laughs> and people are just jealous. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, totally. gadgets. But I tell you, right, you're right. The Surface Book, mate, it's such a good device, right? Oh, Is yeah. It? Yeah. It's it's solid. I can hit the children with it, and it doesn't leave any marks. It's, yeah, yeah. it's I've 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 had some bad experience about putting stickers on them though. Have you? Yeah, George Dombinsky, He put a sticker on his, and somehow it, it held the heat in on the back of the screen, and uh, his whole uh, screen expanded, like became a bubble. You know how when uh, yeah. um, uh, lithium batteries um, uh, wow. heat up. Yeah, yeah, like so, the big Apple problem when they put yeah, in third-party they, batteries, it starts pushing the trackpad with, out. Yeah, so whether it was the sticker that did it or it was just coincidental, I don't know, but Jeez. I haven't put any stickers on mine. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that as well. I tweeted out the other day. I just got my Surface book and I was looking for some stickers, like did I brand scan it or did I just sticker it? Yeah. I, I'm actually now not going to do anything. It's going to yeah. be the only laptop. I'm just going to have to take my Surface Pro with me because that's stickered. <laughs> yeah, the pretty, Surface yeah. book's just going to sit with nothing on it whatsoever. Or, I mean, you could go down the route of getting yourself a sticker book and collecting stickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a shiny. <laughs> I'll swap you shinies. Two shinies or one shiny for two normals. <laughs> Nice, nice. No, they are. The Surface books are quite quite nice. But, I mean, you're 100% spot on. Soft skills are as important as technical skills. Being able to have the conversation with the customer. Being able to, because um, places I've worked, they send out your CVs to the customers to see if they want you on that project. Ooh, that's right, that's right. Yep. And the amount of customers that I've had crawling on my LinkedIn to see what I've been talking about and say, right, I want that guy. Yeah. And it's because I I post, I'm talking about the latest technology mm-hmm. um, and it inspires confidence. Yeah, exactly. So that that's exactly it. My technical skills might be absolutely horrendous, but my soft skills are, are all there. Yeah, yeah you but... get the buy-in. You get the customer buy-in because you can talk mm-hmm. to them like a human person. And it's, exactly. as you were saying, there's some coders who couldn't? Who don't progress because they can't communicate. Whereas if you can go in and you can communicate, it's half the battle. Mm. They already like you if you can put yourself as a personable person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you're so right. And who doesn't like speaking to a fat bearded Scottish guy? Come on, that, that just instills <laughs> confidence to everyone. You can stroke my beard if you want. Sometimes it just depends how I'm feeling. Does that put an extra fifty quid on your dairy? Mm, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to try it. We'll see. Like. Strokeability, 25 quid, etc. Just break it down. 
So you were mentioning, obviously, Janet's pro size sessions. Is there any other ones that you want to pick up on the day? Uh, so I'm interested in Lucy's session on teams um, and her top 50 tips. Uh, I, Is I that top 100 now? Yeah, it's, it's, oh, I knew it's well beyond 10. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, Teams is amazing. You know, I just started, you know, looking at my schedule for, you know, the coming year and built a site and everything, you know, Teams specifically for it to communicate with my team. And I tell you, it, it's a golden tool, right? Can do so much. I love it. I'm looking forward to Claire's session. I'll try and tend that about using Power BI because I think kind of if you look at the Power Platform and you kind of see the three underpinning parts, there's Power BI, there's Microsoft Flow, and there's Power Apps. And the kind of one thing that I think is letting the show down, in my opinion at the moment, is the Power BI embed story with um, uh, in the Power Platform, particularly in a model-driven app experience. Um, uh, and so, you know, I'm seeing, I'm keen to see if there's, you know, changes happen there, that type of thing. Megan Walken's session on branding. Um, I'm, I'm always a big fan of branding. So that that's of interest to me. Uh, Rosie, you know, I don't know anything about Rosie, but she oh, seems uh, quite a character based on the back chat we've had on the channel. So yeah. becoming unified is a very broad topic she's covering. And I, I don't know what uh, that all means is it around the unified interface. It is. But, uh, it's getting people engaged with the new unified interface, demything theories on it, and just and struggling with the, the the bits that are non-performant in it at the moment. Exactly. <laughs> uh, depending yeah. on what day of the week you access it, um, you know, I'm looking forward <laughs> to catching up with um, you know, Kyle Hill. You know, I've had him on the podcast, or he's I don't think I've broadcast it yet, and and Will. Uh, Julian, you know, I've chatted with him online, offline uh, for a while, never met him in, in, in person. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting to meet all the beds. Um, you know, uh, uh, I think that's going to be interesting as in because I know that uh, Chris has really struggled to grow one. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Are we going to actually have to do like a beard lineup? Yeah. See, mine's I short. Mine's trimmed because my wife doesn't like length on it so uh yeah <laughs> well i was just going to she, say like we couldn't even do it on <laughs> length like if we were to stand like remember your school photo we had like the shortest person at the front we yeah, can't yeah. do that with beard because i guarantee you i will be the shortest person well i'm the shortest a... person I, I like mm -hmm. look at all the mvp photos you see mate i'm always in the front because i'm so short i can't see beyond joel Lindstrom. So well, does that see, mean we have two? You'll, you'll need to get people. me an MVP and get me to the front then, because I'm still bet I'm shorter than you. Like, what height are you? <laughs> oh, uh, 156 centimeters. Oh, what's that in feet? Yeah, see, I'm still from the southern hemisphere. We don't uh, work in stones and feet. There's a weird thing about Britain. Why does it slave miles and stuff? Like, there's a couple of measurements that, that just didn't convert over. Yeah, so. And as soon as you go outside of the UK, I mean, hopefully when Scotland comes independent, we'll get into oh, all that shit. nonsense. You're shorter than me, dude. <laughs> um, I'm standing so, up. So this I'm could like, be quite I'm good. I'm like 5'4", right? So 156 is 5'1.4". I'm about 5'4". So I'm like 165, maybe? So does that mean I can then change your hotel rooms to children's rooms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just bring in bring in the the portable bed. <laughs> yeah, just slide it out from underneath the bed. Oh, so I was actually looking forward to that picture of getting all the beards together. That's really funny. I hadn't even thought of that, Mark. That is dynamite. One of, one of the things that we do at Summit is get all the bald heads together. 
So, you know, there's there's George Dombinsky and I had done it for a while and like we'll do a front down head side by side because it looks like two big boobs, right? Yes, <laughs> 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 but we've uh, we've just had um um who's joined us? Steve has just joined us. So now there's three yep. bald guys that are uh yeah, that uh that, and we all kind of all hang out, drink whiskey and enjoy ourselves. So um yeah, it's good times. You'll be getting people awesome. shaving their head just to join you. <laughs> Either that or just getting like the fake skin things to put over yeah, their head, yeah, like yeah. swimming cap. Nice. <laughs> I mean I'm just I'm now just thinking blue man group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be awesome. Blue man group with the MVP logo on the heads. That'd yeah. be awesome. There we go. <laughs> so Oh well. Thank you very much for having a chat with us today. Do you want to give everyone your social media where they can find out more about you, more about your podcasts, your blogs? I'm on all the socials. Just look for NZ365Guy. Um, you will find me. Perfect. And we will put all the links in the show notes so everyone will see and connect with you straight away for Thanks, all six people. Thanks very Perfect. much, Mark. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Ciao, ciao. Cheers. Bye. Bye. I must say, I did fanboy a little bit over Mark Smith there, just being a podcasting guru, shall we say, with his his three different podcasts. Three different podcasts and every other angle he's year out that he's taken and just how much knowledge he actually has. It's amazing to hear him talk. It's totally enthused me in so many different ways. I don't even think I would have. I never thought I would get that from the podcast. And I just hope the rest of the listeners got that as well from Mark. Loved it. Yeah, I mean, there were there actually times in that podcast where I forgot to talk because I was just that engrossed in what he was saying. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. But uh, we've kind of done the same thing, though. We've hit on a... I wouldn't say we've had a theme right the way out, but we started off with Rosie being artistic and being very creative to Anna talking about creativity and mentorship and then moving on to kind of Mark talking about mentorship and getting the best out of people, getting people enthused. So, I mean, unbeknownst to us again, we've kind of, we've hit a hit a pattern. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how it pans out that way and it just shows the mindset of everybody in here that everybody's so open, everybody's so approachable, but... They're all driven to the same thing. And and a lot of it is giving back, 100% giving back to the mentorship and reaching out to people, asking, yeah, I, I want you as a mentor. Most of them seem to be that they'll be very uh, open to it. Yeah, and it's a thing I, I mean, probably yourself as well, I never really had anyone in that sort of area, not in that area, but in that sort of role. I was kind of a lone wolf Here's the project. Let's get on with it. A lone wolf. Well, you you know what I mean. It was like there wasn't anyone to bounce an idea off. Definitely, like we know how we we've both kind of worked with each other for years and grown that way, where we have been each other's mentor, if you want to call it that. But it's never been that, and it's awesome to see that these sort of mentorships exist there. That you can do that, and you can reach out to these people and get it. I, I think I'd love it, and I'd I totally encourage anybody to have to grab that opportunity with two hands if they get the chance. And it also works the other way as well. As I was saying to Mark, I get more of a kick that somebody's learnt something from me than I do from doing it. So if I, I mean, I could go out and create a hundred entities with a hundred fields and make it look nice and all right and things would be lovely. But if I could teach somebody to do that and see them do that, that's more, 
I get more, not praise, I get, what's the word I look for? It's emotional. I'm just thinking of Brett now. It's a, satisfaction. I'm just thinking of Brett saying it's, it's emotional, bro. It is 100% satisfaction. Of... Yeah, it goes back to that, the, the kind of phrase of give a man fish and he'll feed himself for a day, but teach him to fish and he'll feed himself for the rest of the year. And none of these f- given me any food. And that's that's how to win my heart. <laughs> that's it. I'm sending emails out to everybody that I've helped saying that I want a chicken curry the night. <laughs> you're going to get inundated what you need to do is go to the, a certain bar where you can order through an app and you just need oh, to yeah. the number and then yeah I think we need to stuff. do that on, we'll do that on the day right that's us sitting at Weatherspoons saying the sh- <laughs> oh yeah I, I try and avoid the name drop but there you go <laughs> oh, it's not as if anyone's sponsoring anything here this is true there is other bars out there that potentially do use dynamic CRM I don't know if Weatherspoons are one of them but there are certain other ones that I know do Oh margins. yeah, yeah. So there is, yeah. There's, yeah, there are quite a few. It's been a good chat. It's been, it's been emotional, as Brett would say. It's definitely, it's definitely given us some, some food for thought, and not just on projects, but actually thinking about just dynamics in the community itself and what's going on and what else we could do to help other people. Yeah, definitely. There's so many opportunities and so many great things going on that aren't project centric. Yeah, so that's a that is number four done, dusted out the box. We've got another three weeks until the event itself, so that's another two podcasts. And I think on the day we've decided that we're just going to grab everybody and anybody and have chats with them. Yeah. So if you are listening to the podcast and on the day you don't want to be on it, hide from us, but don't hide that hard because we'll come and find you and make sure that you get on this. Don't hide from us at all. It's community spirit. If you see us high five, <laughs> hugs, fist pumps, anyone tries to shake my hand, then you'll get a fist bump. <laughs> don't touch Mark; it hates to be touched. I, I, it's not that I don't like to be touched. It's yeah, I don't like to be hugged by strange <laughs> men like Ben Volmer. That's all it is. So, on that <laughs> note, we will speak to everyone next week. Dynamics three six five Saturday Scotland will take place on the twenty sixth of January at Strathclyde University Tick. This could not be possible without our sponsors, Red Spire, Ebex, Incremental Group, and Cognitive Group. See you there.